I am on the edge of my seat, biting my fingernails. We've had some big victories this week and more key votes are imminent. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement for the week of March 11th, 2019. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. What's got me in this state? Well, for the details, let's talk with U.S. Tournaments Director Nick Tombalides. Hey, Nick. Hello, Phil. Happy Term Limits Week. <laughs> term Limits Week. Oh, it sure was. Um, where, where do we even start? Well, like I say, it has been an amazing week, very action-packed week for the Term Limits Movement, Phil. We have seen the legislatures of three big, important states take action. State of Arizona where the Arizona House of Representatives passed the Term Limits Convention. Just yesterday in Georgia, the Georgia State Senate passed the Term Limits Convention. So both of those states are now halfway there. And by the time this broadcast airs, the state of West Virginia likely will have taken action on the Term Limits Convention as well. So we're seeing amazing progress. You need 34 states to get a Term Limits Convention started, and we might get three states in a week. That's nearly that you could round that up almost to about, you know, that's about nine percent progress uh, we're accomplishing in possibly one week. So this the, the movement has just made amazing strides this week alone. Boy, it sure has. Well, let's take let's look at each of those states individually. Um, the first uh, the first vote was uh, Arizona. Right. And it was the Arizona House that passed the term limits convention bill. Um, How would it go? Well, it was fairly close, but we had a nice um, – some breathing room. Um, passed on Monday okay. by a vote of 32 to 26, and it was a bipartisan mm. vote. It was carried forward by our sponsor, Representative Kelly Townsend, who's been just absolutely amazing on this. Uh, but we also have to give she – she's a Republican, but we also have to give a lot of credit to the Democrats out there. We could not have done it without the Democrats. Um, Representative Robert Meza, Representative Daniel Hernandez, we've given these guys champion of term limits awards before. They were under intense pressure from special interests, lobbyists to cave in and vote against this. But they both stood tall and they both stood strong. Uh, so we're very right. pleased about that. If you know anything about Daniel Hernandez, he's not just a term limits hero. He's a real world hero. He was actually the guy who stood up to the shooter in Tucson in 2011, um, saved the life oh, of yeah. Congresswoman Giffords. So he's a remarkable guy, amazing background. It's just been an honor uh, for our team to work with him on this. And we, we really appreciate his support. So Arizona is going very well. Uh, it's now in the state Senate's hands. Our team on the ground, Suzette Myers and and Bob Berry, have been talking to senators for a year to try to figure out where they stand on this. And right now, you know, we we have a win by a one-vote margin if the vote were held today. But let's say one of the senators gets a flat tire on his way to the Capitol. It may not pass. So we need to sure up our numbers. Um, Folks who are listening to this podcast, if you live in Arizona, if you know anyone who lives there, Tell them to pick up the phone and ask their state senator to pass this. It is HCR 2022, 2022 for term limits on Congress. Um, Because we need to win Arizona. Uh, We have to get this convention going. um, And it's the only way we're going to get rid of these self-serving politicians in Washington. Is there an action page set up for people to send messages to Arizona senators? There is. If you go to termlimits.com. There is a big button on the right-hand side called Current Actions. Um, Mm -hmm. And the first item on that drop-down menu is contacting the Arizona Senate. 
Hello, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. I have an update on our legislation in Washington. This week, we have two new co-sponsors joining us. Indiana Senator Todd Young joined 11 other senators as a co-sponsor on SJR1. The primary sponsor on SJR1 is Ted Cruz. Bradley Byrne, congressman from Alabama's 1st Congressional District, co-sponsored Francis Rooney's HJR20. HJR20 now has 36 sponsors and co-sponsors in the U.S. House. There will be a special election in the 12th Congressional District of Pennsylvania. This past Saturday, March 2nd, Republicans nominated Fred Keller as their candidate for the position. Fred has pledged to support the U.S. Term Limits Amendment of three House and two Senate terms. Fred will face Democrat Mark Friedenberg in the May 21st special election. Friedenberg has not yet signed the U.S. Term Limits Pledge. On April 30th, voters in North Carolina's 3rd Congressional District will choose a new Congress member in a special election. Six candidates in this race have signed the U.S. Term Limits Pledge. U.S. Term Limits will have a booth at several upcoming Young Americans for Liberty events. April 12th through 14th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, June 28th through 30th in Memphis, Tennessee, and July 19th through 21st in San Jose, California. Then later this year in September 6th through 8th in Austin, Texas, and September 27th through 29th in Detroit, Michigan. Please find the Young Americans for Liberty website and look us up and meet us at these events. All right, next on the list was Georgia. We had a successful vote. The Georgia Senate passed the Tournaments Convention Bill. Hell yes. <laughs> Georgia is in the opposite position of Arizona. In Georgia, it was the state Senate that passed the term limits convention. They just did it yesterday with a 31 to 20 vote. Um, it was a little different. It was This was a party line vote uh, with the exception of one Republican who defected and voted against us. Some guy named William Ligon. I, I don't know what his deal is. Maybe his constituents will punish him for that. I hope they do. But Senator Bill Cowsert is the man in Georgia. Cowsert is the guy that really took this thing from getting introduced on the state Senate floor just over a week ago and got it passed through the state Senate in a week, which it's it's pretty remarkable feat. That almost never happens. Cowsert is a genuine guy. He's a true term limits believer. We wouldn't be anywhere in Georgia without his help. So now, um, you know, it's it's the opposite of Arizona. The challenge is the state house in Georgia. We think we have the votes, um, but the speaker, David Ralston, has been a tough nut to crack. So we also need to generate calls and emails into the speaker of Georgia. In either Arizona and Georgia, are there any more committee hearings to go through or is it going to the floor? I believe in, in Arizona it is going to the floor. In Georgia, it's in the rules committee. But, you know, a lot of these states, power resides with the leadership um, so it's really the leadership that, that decides which bills are going to get heard. And in Georgia, that the man um, who makes that call is Speaker David Ralston. Uh, so that is the guy we need to contact. I actually have his phone number uh, for his, his legislative office for folks to give him a call, tell him to bring congressional term limits to the floor, bring SR 237 to a vote. His number is 404-656-5020. 404-656-5020 to contact, contact the speaker in Georgia. Don't call him if you don't live in Georgia, uh, but if you do live in Georgia, make sure you do. Okay. And is there a webpage set up for that as well? Same thing we've got set up for Arizona, um, termlimits.com. Okay. Current actions, Georgia is up there as well. All right. Great. Um, next on the list is West Virginia. Now, this one is uh, going to be a cliffhanger for our podcast listeners. Uh, because the vote could happen over the weekend, could happen Monday morning, could uh, 
It's imminent. Yeah, we're going back to the future on West Virginia because by the time this airs, it may have already voted. The resolution is at the finish line there. We've got two U.S. term limits personnel, Shanna Chambly and Aaron Duquette out there. They are rock stars. They have literally moved to West Virginia and are basically camping out in the snow on the lawn of the state capitol until term limits pass. So it's incredible dedication. The, the bill, it's, it's got through the subcommittee and the committee on the House side. Uh, it should be the final item on the House calendar uh, Saturday, the 9th, and then it should move directly to the state Senate. So we should know this weekend what the fate of term limits is in West Virginia. Wow. What a week. Guam and Representative Hank Johnson. Guam is a territory of the United States and Micronesia in the Western Pacific Ocean. As an American territory, it has a democratic form of government, which may soon become more democratic. Senator Taylor Tatige recently introduced Bill 5435, which would limit senators to six consecutive years or three two-year terms in office. The Guam Daily Post agrees this is a good idea. In a March 3rd unsigned editorial titled, Guam Senators Need Term Limits, the editors declare, it's time. Guam is likely to benefit from term limits on lawmakers as other jurisdictions have. Our community needs a mechanism so that elected leaders are more responsive and responsible. Indeed they do. We're not familiar enough with Guam's politics to know exactly what inspired this embrace of tournaments on the island. But here on the mainland, we have many inspirations, such as Congressmember Hank Johnson of suburban Atlanta, who regularly runs unopposed or in wildly lopsided elections to hold his house seat. Turns out that perhaps Hank Johnson has something to do with Guam's embrace of tournaments as well. In this clip from 2010, Representative Johnson was speaking with Robert Willard, commander of the U.S. Pacific Command, about the potential dangers caused by stationing additional troops in Guam. This is a uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level, uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's... Uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000. And again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. 
the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. To our friends in Guam, Godspeed. Perhaps you have already seen the phenomena of the undefeatable incumbent who has lost his marbles. Or maybe you just watched Hank Johnson videos on YouTube and want to protect yourself. Oh yes, there's more Hank Johnson YouTubes. Go check them out. Trevor Noah is the host of Comedy Central's Daily Show. Noah shared his view of term limits on Stephen Colbert's program in February. I'll be honest with you. I've gotten to a point where I feel like in America, you need to limit all politicians to a single term. I'll be honest. I know this sounds crazy. No. But I think, I, think, I think America has gotten to a place where all your politicians are more focused on getting reelected than actually just doing what they were elected to do. Yeah. Right? They're stressed about it. If you think members of Congress are serving longer and longer terms, your suspicions have been proved correct. As evidenced by the latest report entitled Congressional Careers, William T. Eager of the Congressional Research Service. Long gone are the days of citizen legislators where turnover was frequent and resignations commonplace. Politician is officially a professional career as the average tenure of representatives has had a nearly four-fold increase since the turn of the 20th century, and the average tenure of senators has more than doubled. Currently, the longest-serving representative is Don Young, with approximately 46 years of service in the House. The longest-serving senator is Patrick Leahy, with 44 years of service in the Senate. Since the inception of Congress, there has been a marked increase in the proportion of members seeking re-election and noticeable decreases in the proportion of incumbent members defeated, meaning more incumbents run and more incumbents win. Since 1890, the number of incumbents not seeking re-election hovers steadily around 10%. Reverse that, 90% of incumbents seek re-election. Another figure that doesn't seem to drop below 25% is the proportion of congressional incumbents that win re-election. Since the 1950s, re-election rates hover above 95% and sometimes close to almost 100. Translation? Incumbents rarely lose. Roughly 24% of the current Congress has 12 years or more experience in at least one chamber, and the trend is on the rise. The factors attributed to increased tenure are expansion of incentives associated with the perks, power, and prestige of holding congressional office, and it is also attributed to institutional changes such as increased incumbent advantage, gerrymandering, and political party influence that decrease an incumbent's chances of defeat at the ballot box to less than 5%. The days of citizen legislator in Congress are gone, for now. Read the full 2019 Congressional Research Services Report as authored by William T. Eager at termlimits.com slash blog. There's no politician in America, um, maybe with the exception of Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who wakes up every day and says, I really want to pass term limits. Um, you know, <laughs> right. this, this right. issue, a couple years ago, this issue was just out of sight, out of mind for most of these guys. It has been the volunteers of this organization 
the folks who read our newsletter, the folks who go to our website, go on Facebook, listen to this podcast. People that are listening right now. Yes. Yeah. You, the listeners, you have been the grassroots engine that has powered this vehicle and gotten us this close to the finish line. So my only word of advice is let's finish the race and let's win. Right. Switching gears a little bit here because our major project, the number one goal of U.S. term limits is to pass a congressional term limits amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And that takes 34 states calling for the term limits convention either to force Congress to act on its own or to hold a convention and have the states do it, right? But that doesn't mean that we're only for term limits for the U.S. Congress. Um, And as reported last week on this podcast, we've been making strides in Florida on the issue of uh, school board uh, term limits. And uh, that's made some progress over the last uh, couple weeks. And we see, we're going to have our next hearing on Tuesday next. And this will be our first hearing in the Senate. So to recap, in the House, we've been through two committees successfully. We have one more committee before we hit the floor, we believe. And now in the Senate, we're having our first committee hearing on Tuesday. And there'll be a lot of term limit supporters uh, in those chambers testifying to legislators in behalf of this bill. Yeah, it's great. A lot of people were asking at the very beginning of this project, well, why do school boards need term limits? I mean, it's nothing like Congress, right? Well, no, it is. Uh, Incumbents at the school board level are almost as invincible at the ballot box as congressional incumbents. They get reelected about 90% of the time. About half of the time, school board incumbents don't even have a challenger. These people who say, why don't you just vote people out? That's term limits. That's a non-starter here because there's no competition. So school boards are, you know, one of the offices in this country that are the most tightly controlled by incumbents. There's a lot more money flowing into these races at the local level than there used to be. And so it's really important that we put a check on that and get some regular rotation, get some new blood into these seats so that people can serve their communities. Thanks for joining us again this week. If you live in Arizona or Georgia, be sure to email your legislators telling them to support the Term Limits Convention Bill. Go to termlimits.com, and across the top of the screen, you'll find the Current Actions menu. Floridians can go to the same spot to urge their state reps to support the eight-year school board term limits bill. Things are happening fast. You don't want to miss a single podcast. The best way to do that is to subscribe. You can use the podcast app on your iPhone, Go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just search for No Uncertain Terms. If you can't wait until next week's podcast to find out what happened in West Virginia, go to termlimits.com and we'll have the latest news there. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast. This is Congressman Hank Johnson. I have been in Congress for 12 years. It has recently come to my attention that the good people of Guam are trying to pass term limits. Here is my concern with that proposal. If Guam passes term limits, millions of term limit supporters 
may descend on the island. It is an issue with 82% support, after all. If that happens, if millions of term limit supporters come to the island, there is a real concern, a very real concern, that the island may, in fact, uh, capsize. And we, we don't want that to happen. So please keep your term limit support to a minimum to avoid such an unfortunate calamity. Thank you.